Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. Tonight we're talking whiskey, bourbon, maybe some scotch, maybe some Irish, maybe, oh, we're not going to talk any peanut flavored whiskey though. So that's for the peanut gallery in the back. Well, tonight uh, it's myself, Craig Malasa. I've got Art Garrett with me. Art, how are you this evening? I'm doing great, Craig. Thanks for having me. Hey, anything for you, buddy. All right. You know how it is. I'm not Joey, but I try to do what I can for you. So we got Mr. Dozier Lester. How are you this evening, Dozier? Doing quite well, Craig. Uh, doing quite well. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to a discussion about whiskey and some of the questions you might have for Mr. Garrett and myself. Yeah, you know, uh, we're going to start this one out as because uh, the whole reason I named the, the – uh, the podcast we're talking because I didn't want it to be stuck on any one topic, whether it be Cajun baseball, Cajun football, or Cajun sports. Um, so, and one of the things that I have a passion for, and y'all do as well, is uh, is whiskey. So I thought instead of doing a whiskey one hundred and one, I think we'll do a a, a whiskey fifty point five because I don't know that we can. We can do 101 justice with just off things off the top of our head because. So this uh, is going back to the basics. Yeah. Just or, kind of, the, yeah. Or further back than basics. No, not further back than basics. Just, we're just going to, we're going to talk about what we like in a whiskey and what we talk, uh, uh, you know, a little bit here. Let's start with you, Art. Uh, let's start with uh, the, the first question because I know you're a knowledgeable man, a reader. A thinker, you can tell he thinks a lot because he's pulled all his hair out. But um, what makes bourbon bourbon? What makes bourbon bourbon is number one. It has to be at least fifty-one percent corn. That that has to be in the in the mash bill. Now most bourbons have more than fifty-one percent corn, but that's the bottom line. It has to have the fifty-one percent corn. It also has to be in new charred oak barrels, and. Uh, the only thing that things can be added to it, of course, but no flavorings or anything like that in straight bourbons. It has to be solely bourbon, solely whiskey, um, aged anywhere from anything that the distiller wants. It can be six months. It can be six years. It can be 16 years. It really doesn't matter. But of course, the years matter to drinkers of whiskey. Absolutely. Uh, Dozier, anything that Art may have left off that you can remember? Uh, the only thing I'd like to add to Art's comment is bourbon has to be made in the United States of America. That's, that's you know, that's about my total knowledge of bourbon. So that's what and, I know. And, right that, that, and that, yeah. that part of it is a lie about your total knowledge of bourbon. But we'll, we'll roll with that for right now because uh, being the liar that you are, the lying thief that you are. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, yes has to be made in America. There can be bourbon-like, but not be able to use the name. If you're in Canada and they wanted to call something bourbon in Canada, as long as they're not shipping it to the United States, they can do that. Nothing can be imported with the name bourbon on it. And also, too, a big uh, misnomer is that it has to be made in Kentucky, and that's not true. It just has to be made in America. So, so... Uh, Bourbons, uh, 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 
when, when you see bourbon, it's going to be at least 51% corn, like Art said. And then if you get into a rye, it's going to be 51% rye, at least, usually higher with a rye whiskey, but not necessarily. Uh, a weeded whiskey will be the same thing. Now, a weeded bourbon is different than a weeded whiskey. A weeded whiskey is uh, at least 51% wheat and... Weeded whiskey. Sorry, you're correct. Don't shake your head at me unless you're going to be I didn't. correct. So, uh, but uh, a weeded bourbon, not necessarily. Uh, Maker's Mark is a weeded bourbon. It's still at least 51% corn. And it's probably, the, the it, it has rye in it, but it's it's going the higher of the two is going to be the wheat there. So I don't know that it has any malted barley. And, uh, but if you're looking for a true weeded whiskey, um, just as a malted whiskey, oh, I'm, uh, Weller? Everybody's looking at me. Weller? No. Weller is a weeded bourbon. Uh, I see the bottle. What's the bottle look like? It's it's kind of square and comes up. Hancock? No. No, Hancock. Uh, oh, I see it now, too. Oh, well. Woodford. Woodford has uh, all, all three. They have bourbon. It's a limited release yes. by Woodford. Or yes. special release. A special release. It's not limited because the special release has been around four years. So another misnomer in the game of bourbon and whiskey, special release means whatever you want it to mean. Well, that's the thing. The only thing that really has, and let's talk about this now, single barrel. That's really the only thing on a label that means that mean something. Means something. Right. There's there's no there are no restrictive guidelines about advertisement or what you can say other than the word bourbon and single barrel, which both have restrictions, limitations, and guidelines. But small batch. Well, go ahead, Art. Well, no, and, and and also too, if it is a, a bottle and bond, that that is so that those three things on a label: bourbon, bottle, and bond, or uh, what was the other one that you said? Bourbon, bottle, and bond, and single barrel. Single barrel. Single barrel. That that is a must. If it says that on the label, that's a must. That's real. That is real. But if it says small batch, very small batch, super small batch, small 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 batch, special, special small batch, special, it doesn't. There's no definitive definition on what that means. All of the whiskey distillers have a a different meaning on it. But let's talk about uh, Dozier. Let's let's talk about single barrel right now. Because we know, because about five years or so ago, we did a, a a tasting, a blind tasting that was five single barrels of of um, blends. We did. I, I recall that quite well. Uh, what do you recall about it, though? Uh, we had a group of about six of us, and we pooled our Blantons. Of course, Craig came up with the most for some reason. <clears throat> anyway, we all contributed. And of the five or six Blantons, they had each had a different flavor profile. Each tastes differently. They were all unique in, in some way uh, unto themselves. But Craig and I each happened to have a bottle from a barrel just two digits off. Like one was number 634 and one was 636. So they were right next to each other. Sister barrels, as it were. Craig's pick. 
Craig's barrel tasted terrible. Mine was fabulous. It was, it could have been Elmer T. Lee. It was so good. It was just a delicious bottle of Bland's. Whereas Craig's, it tasted like a bad bottle of Buffalo Trace. It, well, it, it really did. It was, it was horrible. And thank you for pointing that out. Uh, but yours was bought in Kansas City. Right. And mine was bought here in Louisiana. And, and, and it shows, obviously, they're all in Rickhouse H, but it shows the, the floor level on it, the, the rack number and everything. And they were barreled a day apart. That is the, that's what gets me the strangest. They were literally right next to each other inside the Rickhouse in two totally different flavor profiles, even though the mash bill was the same. For how many years? All right, how long were they sitting there in the warehouse, you think? Well, who knows? I mean, they, they don't tell you. They don't tell you that, yeah. right? So they they bottle them so, when when the master distiller feels that it's time to bottle them. Well, he got one of them wrong that day. I can <laughs> tell you that. That son of a bitch was drinking. Yeah, but he got oh, one of them right. Yeah. So uh, here we're going to do a little disclaimer. I meant to do it at the beginning of this because, yes, we're sipping a little bourbon right now or whiskey or rye or all of the above. And uh, there might be a, a few uh, curse words in here, so I apologize. They'll be minimal. And this group is pretty easygoing as far as what they're drinking and how they're drinking. Uh, it's it's a predominantly American-made whiskey group. Nothing wrong with Canadians. Nothing wrong with the Irish. I like a little Irish whiskey occasionally. The Canadians. Is I like the way the Irish, Irish women talk myself. Do you? Yeah, I bet you do. This should, that should, that's a comment for later on after I've been drinking more. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, any of y'all know an Irish woman that wants to talk to Craig, uh, let him know. Just, you know, DM. Moving on. Art, let's talk about those single barrels and the difference in the taste. Have you, have you noticed that yourself? I guess the point being is I'm not a fan of rushing out to buy Blanton's just because Blanton's is being sold because we know from the past it's not necessarily the no, it is literally a roll of the dice with single barrel options um, but the beauty about single barrels is that they're always going to be different so like Four Roses has a single barrel and I've really never been disappointed with any Four Roses single barrels so if you're going to buy a Four Roses single barrel around town or something like that and if you want a different profile then Make sure you look at the label. Make sure you read all the, the little notes and stuff on the label. Because if you want something different, don't get the same thing you have. So if you buy something across town, chances are it's going to be different than the one you bought in your neighborhood. Or if you're out of town, it's going to be something different than what you have locally. So uh, the beauty about single barrel is it's just that. It's going to be a different flavor every time. Even though the master distiller wants he's looking for a profile, he or she is looking for a profile before they bottle it, it's still going to be different. So that's the fun part about single barrels. Yeah, single barrels are awesome, especially I, I really enjoy the Four Roses. And the nice part about Four Roses is it has actually eight different mash bills, and they'll combine those at mash bills, or is it four and they combine? It's five different mash bills, two different yeast strains for a total of 10. Like I said, there were five different mash bills. The man, the man says he doesn't know anything about, and then, and yet the first thing he does. No, I'm sorry. The second thing he does is correct me. 
Which, I directed art first. Well, that's true. I did direct art first. So, yeah. Uh, as far as single barrels, it typically says it on the bottle, single barrel. So if you go and buy something at a store and it's a single barrel and you love it, go back to that store. See if you can get some more. We have done that with several uh, different whiskeys. I'm not going to name them, but if get what you like. But a s- small note is Michter's Rye, 40 to $45 is a single barrel if you go buy one at your local grocery store and you love it get the barrel number and go to every shop in town because it is unique different and might be your jam thank you that's that's a great thing there and we 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 just talked about yeast strain and all that and um but you know the one thing uh i guess we really didn't talk about we'll say for for another day it's talking about Mashville. We kind of talked about the corn, 51% corn, but what does that exactly mean? Well, I can tell you, if you've ever been to a uh, distillery and, and they've got that that yeast going, man, it's like you're 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 walking into a a, a, a pizza shop and the, the dough is just, I mean, it smells like they're making dough and they're getting ready for the pizza. So we'll get into that a little bit more on, on another episode. We just wanted to introduce you tonight to kind of uh, ourselves and bourbon. And uh, throughout the year, our hope is to provide some blind tastings and talk a little bit more on what we like. But um, Art, what uh, one of the things that uh, I, I think the is the biggest misnomer besides the fact that every Blanton's is good is... Uh, I just think at this point, Blanton's is so overrated, but that's for another day. Um, You're one that likes to to watch videos, which is fine. Right. But what it comes down to when you're watching those videos, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what Joe Schmo says or what I say. If you don't like it, don't drink it. Right. It is. It is. Bottom line, it's an opinion. Um. And, uh, you know, whether you trust these guys or girls' opinions or not is one thing. Uh, but the bottom line is, is what it's what I like. It's what I like when I'm looking for something. Uh, I do try to read a little bit up on something new that I'm going to buy. I'm going to kind of read up on it a little bit. Like, what is that flavor profile? Because I do have a flavor profile that, I, that I'm looking for. I'm not willing. It's not that I'm not willing to try something new. I just... Uh, if I'm going to buy it and put it in my bar and put it in my collection, I want to have that profile that I'm looking for. Well, that, that's a fine point with the flavor profile. You want to do your due diligence because I'm going to bash on them a little bit right now, but uh, I've had some better experience. Te- Texas whiskeys. The, the reason you want to do your due diligence is because it may be six months old, but they're trying to sell it for $60. Right. That's, I don't care. It, you're not getting me to try that at 60 bucks. Yeah. That's a $20 bottle of whiskey at best. Right. Probably 14. Right. So yeah, I'm sorry. It, no, it is it is important because the price is important. You know, there there could be a dynamite tasting uh whiskey out there or bourbon out there, but if it's got a $150 or $200 price tag on it, that's something to consider as well. You know, um here we go with the word Blanton's again. You know, that is the most highly, one of the most highly sought after uh, whiskeys on the market. However, at tops, in my opinion, again, we've talked, here's that opinion word. In my opinion, 
I'm not going more than 80 bucks for it. I'm just not. Um, I did do an 89.95 on a store pick, but it was a store pick. So I went the extra 10 bucks, you know, but it's normally, you know, when I see $200 and $399 and $499, I'm sorry. I, I'm just, my, my, just stay away from that. There's no, there's too many things out there that are similar or even better. Dozier, you and I have had this conversation about one of the ones in particular that I, I enjoy the most is an Elijah Craig, 21 year old. And I, 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 I haven't seen it lately. I think last time I saw it was about 250, 269, somewhere in there. To me, that 21-year-old Elijah Craig is worth it every day of the week, where as a bottle of Blanton's, if, like Art said, if it's over 80 bucks, it's just not there for me. I totally agree, Craig. Um, some bourbons have stood the test of time. And when you purchase them, you are, you know, 85 to 95% assured of having a fabulous bottle of whiskey and or bourbon uh my personal preference uh one of my favorites is the elijah craig 18 i'm fortunate enough to buy one occasionally are they all unbelievable nope it's a single barrel as art alluded to earlier some are good some are great some are okay but it's still a great whiskey the what are you looking at a price there for that normally i mean retail suggested retail it's really hard to find the elijah craig 18 on retail anymore uh just because of the huge surge under 200 dollars. under 200 dollars. Okay. 180 is a buy 18 year old uh i've told everybody i know 10 years per age and 10 dollars excuse me 10 dollars per age in the barrel is, is a reasonable price sometimes it's more sometimes it's less that's why i brought that up because yeah a six-year-old 60 bucks especially if it's a store pick, buy it. If you know the pickers or, you know, have a history. Uh, this group tends to like store picks because somebody has already tasted it and has some significance, some knowledge of what's in there. We hope somebody's tasted it. Well, I, I will say in the smaller stores that we go to that we frequent between uh, New News, Joey's, um, Veron's, and those places like that, I don't know that the larger stores in the sense of a total wine or a specs necessarily does. I could be wrong. No, a hundred percent. The smaller stores usually, you know, they get five. And plus we know these people, so we know their taste. They, we know their taste. We're, we're fortunate here in Lafayette. We've got five or six good stores that uh, pick bourbons. Uh, I'll add champagne to that list. Yes. They do some good picks too. And Marcello's does good picks. 10, 10 bucks per year, rule of thumb, six years, five years. We've had some fabulous store picks in Lafayette area in the last three years. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just, I think, you know, for the size of the city, I think we get, we, we get some pretty good quality stuff. We do pretty good. Now, since I've got the mic for a second, I'm going to ask a question. Art, Craig. Dozier. If. Is asking the question. Sorry. This is Dozier. If. You could pick any bourbon, you know, had access to what would be your everyday drinker. Art, you go first. My my I absolutely love Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. It it's 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 almost um it's almost sinful. It really is. <laughs> See, there you go. Beautiful 
available sometimes. Toasted Elijah Craig around $58 to $65. Mm -hmm. Fabulous, fabulous bottle of bourbon. Craig, you're every day. Yes, uh, it was available, of course. If it was available, I, I would probably go with Eagle Rare. You know, but then again, Eagle Rare four years ago was $32 a bottle. And now you're lucky. I think the last bottle we saw, Art, was, was 70 Right. Which is still, for a 10-year-old uh, bourbon... It's still a steal, in my opinion, at 70 bucks. Right. Now, when you're used to buying it at 30, right, and you're paying twice as much now, but when you haven't seen a bottle in three years, I'm buying. That's a good point that it has doubled in price, but it's a 10 year old solid bourbon. Uh, I'm going to mention the sleeper in the world right now is the Russell's 10 year. It's gone for $40 range. You're you're getting right under forty for a not a single barrel. But if you the single it's barrel, not a single it's fifty six. Yeah, but still, still ten year old bourbon. Exactly. It, it's it's a good bourbon. Uh, I don't want to fail to mention Ambassador Wine and Spirits. They yes. did pretty good work too. They had one of the best Buffalo Trace picks I've ever tasted. But my great, uh, Eagle Rare, since we're talking a little bit. Yeah, they did. Um, my everyday bourbon, if I could get it, would be Elijah Craig 18. It's a low proof, round 90, got some age. It varies, I know, but it just makes me happy. <laughs> well, going back to that, what makes you happy? You know, both of ours, I think, are one of our favorites as far as me and you are. You'd have to say is the uh, the Wild Turkey Rare Breed Rye. Yeah. But the problem with that little sucker, it tastes so good. But it's like a hundred and gazillion proof. Yeah, it's one. And six, next thing you know, you're going like sixteen to one nineteen, and yeah, you're, and after about your third one, you're like okay. it's one thirty two and above. So you're <laughs> yeah. like snoring. <laughs> the next thing you know, and you're going like, wait, you know, it'd be you know, I could see if we were living back in nineteen seventy right now, I could see waking up in my recliner going. The national anthem. <laughs> I know they don't do that anymore. Oh, when the, when the sign off. Yeah, right? sign off. We're signing off for the night. And have the national anthem. Hey, I'd be up saluting the flag there. Yeah. So, but let's, since we brought that up, I wanted to talk about that a little bit too in our kind of our bourbon 50, 50.5 instead of a 101, but higher proof whiskeys. I absolutely, especially during football season, when it gets a little cooler and I'm watching a football game, love sitting with bookers. But that's about 126 to 138. And I can sit there with about an ounce and a half and watch a half of football mm -hmm. and feel okay. Fine. Not getting stupid. I'm going to yell at the TV whether I'm drinking or not. So right. you've been around. Right. It's just common. He yells loud. It's just common practice. Yes. Right. And for those that haven't been around me when at a, a sporting event, it just happened. It, it's blurted out in. Your first time can be shocking to the heart. So right, but the it's all for the love of the game. But the let's let's talk about high proof. So what 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 do you look or do you look for a high proof? The high the high a high proof that I like is uh, the Penelope's uh, barrel pick the um, single barrels that they have out there. Uh, this Penelope stuff has hit the market a couple of years ago. Um, very impressed. There's only been one that I'm really not that impressed with, and don't make me name it because I don't remember what it is. 
Um, but I've never been disappointed. Oh, it's the rosé, I bet you. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's when they start mixing in. The- it's fine if you like that stuff. No. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, yeah only, not, not, not if you like it, though, it's fine. But Yeah, it's not something you're going to find with me. Yeah, so the higher proofs that I like are the, that, that Penelope that they have, and, uh, um, you know, you mentioned the rare breed. I do like that, too. Uh, I can, I can sip on that for a little while. But um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Good deal, uh, Dozier. Are you a high proof guy? I don't remember. I know we, you know, it's it's funny because I'm a high proof guy, but it's not all the time. I moved the wrong button there. Sorry, Craig. Yes, uh, occasionally I am a high proof guy. I don't like the high volatile. You know, that tastes like they're. The hazmat or the Whew. ethanol that I, I, strong pass on that, but Elijah Craig has come out released some phenomenal high proof bourbons. Uh, the Carters Old Carter makes some really really good high proof bourbons. Uh, so yeah, it's situational. Sometimes I like them, sometimes not. I usually. I'm a traditionalist. I like the known things. I like some of the newer brands too, but pretty basic. New Riff is one of my favorites, but I like to start low proof, finish high proof. Right now I'm, I'm drinking a old soul that they uh, bottled and kept in Mississippi for a few years from uh, it was distilled and manufactured in Indiana. That's a barrel pick from Hocus Pocus in Lake Charles. And I tell you, I've been sipping on that the last three nights, and it is some of the best I've had. I, I don't, I shouldn't have, I should ask you your opinion that, first. That's okay. And then, that's then, okay. And then, then your microphones, then, Craig, you can interrupt if you want to. And then you can you tell know. me why I'm wrong, but I can tell you why I'm wrong. And in this, let me interrupt in this you rare there. case, Craig happens not to be wrong. <laughs> I hate to say that to the humanity, but he is right. Wonderful. It's uh, right at one twenty six point seven five. But isn't that have a, a, a that has a drink? I'm you it can is, tell it's high proof, but you can right. You can tell it's high proof, but it's very drinkable. It's there's, not alcohol. There's no off putting. There's no tar or flame or methanol on the back end. We typically like you know the full bodied whiskeys, the ones that just don't go in and hit you hard and then disappear. And this old soul, and I've had several old soul uh, barrel picks. In my age, I'm mostly a barrel pick guy because uh, you're not going to live that long. You want the good stuff, right? If y'all get invited to my funeral, make sure you show up. There's going to be plenty to drink. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's go back a, a few years, maybe. Uh, we've been talking about some pretty good whiskey here tonight, and we've been talking about some stuff that has been very. Uh, um, I don't think most of it has been that expensive and none of it except for the Blanton's has been really hard, hard to find. But do you remember one of the, one of the first, when we sat down and, and we started drinking and I did a blind tasting and I had, uh, and everybody picked, no, I, it's not this, it's not that story. We'll tell that story another night. Another night. Uh, yeah, yes. Right. Story. But, but we did this tasting and, I put up four $40 bottles of bourbon and I put one $9 bourbon up and the $9 bourbon won that night in very old Barton. 
Yeah. As far as I taste. Remember, I remember I mean, that. The, yeah. point, the point I'm bringing is, is that you don't have to spend a lot of money for something that is good. You don't. And, a, and that's, that's the beauty about drinking blind because you don't know what it is. Um, you know, like if, if I may talk about this, um, you may, you know, Trader Joe's, to. there's no Trader Joe's in Lafayette, but my daughter went to Trader Joe's in, in Metairie and she takes this picture of this bottle of whiskey and she, dad, you want this? And I went, well, how much? And she says, 1499. I'm like, yeah, even if, too. <laughs> even if it sucks, <laughs> it's 15 bucks, you know? I mean, so she picked it up. So I said, you know what, this is what I'll do. I'll blind it. I'll, I'll, I'll blind it with my, with this group. And, uh, everybody was pleasantly surprised when they heard number one, that it was a $15 bottle. Now, unfortunately we can't replay the night and have the fifth, have the Trader Joe's bottle on the table and then let everybody do it again. But you know, the mind is a funny thing. Um, it tends to, well, this is a hundred dollars. It's gotta be good. This is $80. It's gotta be good. Not necessarily. This is $15 and it's pretty stinking good, you know? So and that, and that's why I try to do everything blind when we taste. But a, a night like tonight, I think we've got about ten bottles up on the uh, on the the countertop there, and uh, some glasses pulled out so that we can sip and and talk whiskey. Because it seems like the more we sit here and talk, and the more Dozier has to drink, he seems to become a little bit more comfortable behind the microphone. Am I wrong? Uh, you know, your opinion is your opinion, Craig, so go with it. <laughs> and you're rarely blind. Quite often you're confused and disillusioned, but you're rarely blind. I, I was blonde one time, though. Now you're silver. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I've got a big forehead now. Uh, a couple of uh, bourbons, the very old Barton, it's $15 a bottle. Not available much in Louisiana, in Mississippi. It is a bourbon drinker's bourbon. It is phenomenal for the price point. Uh, Jim Beam Black years ago used and to have was an eight year old. Was eight year old. That was that was my go to. That was just my oh man. I, I'd buy it by large quantities because it was so easy. But it's gone. And which one is it? The Evan Williams single barrel, white label. No, no, that's a bottle and bond. The, the oh. single barrel. Oh, the single barrel. It's the black label. Yes, yes. A phenomenal whiskey. Very hard to find these days. If you find any, don't buy it. Just uh, tell Craig where I can go get it, and uh, I'll pick it up. So don't worry about it. So you don't have to shop the top shelf all the time. That's uh, another thing in whiskey 50.5 to know. That that middle shelf and Evan Williams uh, bib, white label, green and white for, you know, $18 to $22. Just, it's, it's pretty dang good. Well, but, but, but to your point, though, on the uh, – uh, um on those um you'll have to excuse craig he stutters after he's had two bottles uh, i mean a couple drinks i stutter when i don't have anything to drink so shut up you see now, now you're now you're trying to make me feel bad because i have an affliction but that's okay you have more than one um but no the <laughs> one of the things that we did with the single barrel because we knew they were all they were labeled with the same Came, we bought a case of it that was all the same number. And we'll discuss that in another episode because it's too much going to, to tonight. But but we so went. This guarantees you guys six more episodes six at more, least. Yeah, at least. Two. So 
but we'll come back to that and, and talking about how air and how it sits in a bottle in time, what it does to whiskey. Mm. That in itself is a neat topic. You know, the air and the whiskey, drink it, save it. Sun, sunlight's bad for your whiskey. But Craig is very afflicted. So we've got about five more minutes before we have to shut this down. So we're going to try to get Craig back on topic, not about his afflictions, but about whiskey. This topic, whiskey 50.5, the basics. So, Art, now that we've got Dozier off the mic, I mean, he's become uh, Brian Cruz. He stepped all of a off, he just stepped off his box. Yeah. So, but let's talk about a little bit mixed drinks because I'm not one that's going to tell you how to drink your whiskey if you're paying for the whiskey. Right. I will tell you, in my opinion, if you get more than a $20 bottle of bourbon or whiskey and you're mixing it with Coke or Sprite or anything with sugar, you're wasting your money. Well, now, but the, that's still, it's your whiskey. It's your but money. If, you're right. That's if right. you come to my house and try that, somebody's getting their ass beat. So I, I get it. I get it. And, and I, I totally hear where you're coming from because once you put Coke in it or once you put Sprite in it or seven up, whatever your, whatever your mix is, once you do something like that, you, you are breaking down the quality of that whiskey. So, yeah, you know, don't do that with the Blantons. Don't do that with a, a, an Elijah Craig 18. Don't do that with a, you know, with any, with any of these high dollar whiskeys, you know, they're, they're kind of meant to be enjoyed the way, the way they were kind of meant because before they put that in a bottle, they're drinking it straight. They're not mixing it with anything to see how it tastes with, with Coke or seven up or Sprite. But like you said, and I will agree with you. It is your money. It is your money. It is your whiskey. You do whatever you like. But if you go to somebody's house, you might want to think about that before yeah. you, uh, you know, before you mix a, a, a Eagle Rare with a Coke. Yeah, you know, back in the day when Eagle Rare was $30, I probably would not have been offended. But now that you can't find it, first of all, and uh, so just just be Aware. Just think about that. Now, I will tell you that there are days that, uh, as, but this is which part that's strange. Yes, I'm strange. When it gets cooler, I will take Booker's, you know, it's a 132 proof, but I will sip on it with a big ice cube because I don't want that. I don't want it during the summer where the ice, when the, when it's the ice cube is going to melt and then make my bourbon all watery. So does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. And that uh, reflects back to, you know, individuality. You know, if you want to make an old fashioned with blends, get you some. But as far as mixed drinks, uh, one of my favorite things to do when I go to a nicer bar is to ask the bartender, what's their favorite thing to drink to get out of my normal circle of influence? I have had some fabulous whiskey sours and I had a Kentucky Derby, which is or Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky Derby. Really, really great drinks, you know. And I have a neighbor that makes wonderful old fashions. So I do enjoy a mixed drink, but at my house, it's usually in a Glen Cairn or Craig's house where the bourbon's better, where we are tonight. I drink Glen Cairn. But yes, I, I agree with Dozier. When I'm out to eat, I'm usually having a Manhattan or an old fashioned. Yeah. I'm going to try something a little different because. I don't, I'm probably getting that one ounce pour at a restaurant. So if they're putting it, first of all, they're going to serve it to me in a rocks glass, 
not a Glencairn glass, which if you haven't tried it yet, a Glencairn glass change, totally taste changed not only the smell of the whiskey, but the taste of the whiskey. If you had two of them side by side, one in a rocks glass without rocks and one in a Glencairn glass, you would be surprised that those are the same two bourbons if you didn't know that. Art, I saw you shaking your head. Like you wanted to say something. Well, I was just going to piggyback on what Dozier said about you know, ask the bartender if if you want to experiment if you want to experiment with a, a mixed drink that you haven't had before. Ask that bartender what is your best, what is the one that you mix the best, because he's gonna his he or she is not going to steer you wrong because number one they have a tip riding on it, <laughs> and number two yes. <laughs> it's it's a financial decision, and you're you know you're showing them the respect they deserve as a bartender that I, I want you to mix something that you like, you know, and, uh, you know, you might get something with gin, you might get something with vodka. I, I always say bourbon drink. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. So if, if that's where you want to go, right. then what is, you know, what is something that you like that you do that you mix the best with bourbon or rye or something like that? Right. You know, that's one thing we hadn't touched. Well on. said, Art. You got two minutes, Mr. Malasso, and then I got to hit the road. Jack. Are you leaving already? Soon. Thank God. Um, so, oh, one more thing while Craig stutters, if you ever get invited over, you should show up. That's all I'm saying. So one thing we've, we've talked about a lot about the liquor stores, which we have some fabulous, fabulous ones here. Ugh. Yeah. Two minutes and then we're out of here. They could be, they could be fabulous, but, um, th there are some good restaurants too. We have excellent food here in louisiana one thing but if you get the opportunity whiskey and vine has a excellent whiskey selection and it's on the menu you can see what they have you can see what it costs so you're not at if you if you don't want to spend a whole lot of money you don't have to ask them well how much is this how much is this how much is this it's all right there on the menu which i absolutely love so uh another shout out to uh whiskey and vine with along with all the liquor stores i'm sure there's other restaurants that uh, i i just haven't seen them mm -hmm. like that don seafood makes an unbelievable uh old-fashioned so uh the shout out to them uh, craig is again accurate uh social here in lafayette yes has phenomenal whiskey lineup and uh another liquor store we didn't mention is because it's a grocery store Ferron's. I did say that. Yeah, oh, you did? Yeah. Well, he had a store pick of Sazerac. Oh. Huh. Nine, was it $19? Yeah, under 20 Yeah. Mm. I bought a case. <laughs> so I, I think the biggest takeaway from this whole broadcast is you don't have to spend a lot of money to get, to get a good product. Um, and the beauty about the day and age we live in now is we do have something really weird called the Internet. Well, we can do a little research before we go to the store. Art's 162, so that's why the internet. Right, yeah, it, yeah, it's it, it's the interweb, whatever it's called now. Um, so we we can do that inter we can do that research to find out a little bit more information, and uh, not get caught up in the hype of looking for the big expensive bottle. And look, if you can find it at retail or 10, 20 percent above retail, grab it. You know, I, I'm not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be disappointed. But um, just. I'm sorry. It's it's not in my wheelhouse to double, triple, quadruple the suggested retail on a price of, on a price of, on a bottle of whiskey. I just can't. I just can't do it. 
the guy that I work for does not pay me that much. And, and I work for myself. Absolutely. Hey guys. Thanks Art. Thanks Dozier. Any last Thanks thoughts? for hosting Craig. You're unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I'm just hoping this, this, this whole time we've been talking, it's actually recording. So, and that was before I started drinking. Doubtful. So, all right, everyone, you've been listening and we're talking. We've been talking whiskey. And uh, thanks to Art and Dozier for coming over this evening. And uh, if you got any questions, we'd love to answer them. And uh, maybe we'll have a live chat one night, get you on the interwebs there and uh, talk some more with you and, and listen to your stories. So thanks for listening. That pushed an hour. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.